Hello, Rubens Barrichello here, speaking to you from my home here in the beautiful rainforests of South America. I'm here with a green message from my team, Honda. Now, we all need to do a wee bit more to protect our environment. For instance, I've just painted my Formula One car to look like the Earth. So that should really help. It's important for all of us to reduce our carbon footprints. Me, I don't leave footprints. I bloody well drive everywhere. Cheerio! Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth Jones. I'm Zog. I'm Violet Berlin. And I'm Richard Porter. Zog, do you realise that uh, 2007 is the first year that Formula One has done without cigarette sponsorship since it was introduced to the sport? Now, it's a good thing, isn't it? It is, on the face of it, you know, a good thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it has to be a good thing not to be supporting uh, the tobacco industry. But there's a downside. Yes, there is because you know there's just you know there's just no denying that the, a lot of the most iconic cars uh, throughout F1's history have had you know tobacco branding as as part of their you know their most recognisable features. Let's, you know, let's just list some of the greatest. The obvious one is the John Player Special Lotus ab- Seventy Two, yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely classic, uh, beautiful, the black and gold. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's ever been a car more beautiful than that, or striking than that, perhaps. No, absolutely good. And that includes the BARs when they first appeared with two colours on either side. <laughs> yeah, with the kind of zip up the middle. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. The gold leaf lotus, the one that started it all. Do you remember the? Uh, yes, with the high wing. Yeah, the uh, Graham um, Hill. Yeah, oh, yeah. beautiful. You can see it now. Yeah, and the the tobacco branding, the tobacco livery, was very much a part of, uh, you know, it's uh, what you remember about the car. And and you can't uh, airbrush the the tobacco branding out of the history. No, no, you have to acknowledge that it happened. We must not be like the yeah. uh, the communists who wrote wrote history down differently to how it happened, wasn't it? Yeah, That's you right. know, air- airbrushing Trotsky out here. Yeah. Or, no, we know, did not have a Trotsky, no. Okay, so of all the Formula One cars you can think of, which one do you think most looked like a packet of fags? It would have to be one of the uh, one of the Marlboro McLarens, you know, the, the red and white. Uh, yeah. yeah, they look like a fag packet out on track. Particularly the period where they had ground effect, where they had those huge side pods. Was it the MP4? Yeah, like a squarer yeah. kind of car. Yeah, it, it just looked like a pack of Marlboro, almost as if you could pick it up and open the top and just pull a cigarette out. I don't know, are we, well, are we, we allowed did, to say this? And, in fact, um, and James Hunt probably did. <laughs> Very good. Sniff Petrol. <coughs> Gareth Jones on Speed and Sniff Petrol presents Motor Facts. Fact 1. Luca di Montezemolo does not exist. Every year the people of Italy vote for a new Luca di Montezemolo who takes up the post for 12 months. Motoring Fact number 2. The BMW 3 Series was named after its creator, Wolfgang Heinz Karl 3 Series. Motoring fact! Early prototypes of the Volkswagen Golf were made entirely from chocolate. The design was only changed after disaster in hot weather testing. Motoring fact number four. F1 Supremo Bernard Eccleston is over 11 feet tall. 
He insists on always being filmed from at least 30 feet away to give the impression of being a strange midget. Motoring fat. Gareth Jones on speed. I think we could reintroduce cigarette sponsorship back into Formula One. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so what's your plan? What's okay, okay. This, is, this is how it works, right? Um, if you've got cigarette sponsorship on your car, fine. It's your choice. If you want to smoke, it's your risk, right? Right. But during the race, the entire team would each have to smoke, let's say, 20 or 40 fags during the race, right? So you can see a, a situation where uh, the Ferrari pulls into the pit stop with Kimi Raikkonen there, jumps out and... He has to smoke. He's really, really, and knowing Ferrari, they would have built this clever rig, which would have been aerodynamically designed in the wind tunnel, which would allow him to smoke 10 cigarettes quicker than, you know, I mean, we're not like road car smoking here. We're talking about Formula One smoking. Right? Super efficient. You're talking yeah. about raising it to a new level. Well, you know, but you're joking with this, but, but, but back in the, uh, you know, in the 1920s when uh, uh, drivers had ride-on mechanics, part of the mechanic's job was lighting their fags and <laughs> passing them up to the driver. Excellent. Yeah. No wonder they got you know, sponsorship into Formula One. I'm sure some of the, you know, the, the guys like uh, Ascari, I'm sure I've read about some of them getting through, you know, 30 or 40 fags during the course of a race. <laughs> But then, you know, with that sort of headwind, I guess, I guess they're going to burn an awful lot quicker, you know. Mm. On speed, Gareth Jones Yes. Time to play Carnections, the game where Violet Berlin generates two cars from a random pair of sources, and Richard Zog and I have the job of connecting those two cars, car connections. Okay, your first car is the rather lovely Ariel Atom. Oh, lovely, like yeah, lovely, like lovely. Need I say any more about it? Oh, we love the Ariel Atom. Okay, <laughs> little sports car. Okay, and here we go. The second car is the Caparo T. One. Ah, oh, the right. mad insect car. Yeah. The mad insect car, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, your time to connect starts now. Okay, so I've got both belong in B movies somehow. I don't know, there's going to be some sort of B movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The insect bug creature, aerial atom, I don't know, the mighty atom, some superhero thing. Yeah, they're both kind of. Well, one looks like a mantis, one's an atom, they're both superheroes. The mantis was a superhero, wasn't it? No, I've got one. Um, these are both cars designed. Along the principles of a, of a racing car. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. When you look at the uh, the Caparo, there is no car in the world that looks more like a Formula One car designed for the road than the Caparo T1. You know, it's got a front wing, it's got um, side pods with air intakes, it's got a rear wing, it's got a sort of a single position cockpit. Yeah, the, the bodywork is, is clearly not designed to, you know, hold people or luggage or, you know, four seats or any of that kind of nonsense. The, the bodywork is just designed to enclose just the right amount of suspension to make the thing go as fast as possible. And A know, real and, racing principle. And the aerial doesn't have, the aerial doesn't have any bodywork on it, really. It's just, you know, it's... Uh, it's, a, it's a frame. It's a, it's it's a frame, an yeah. engine and some suspension, a couple of wheels. And well, yet, one of the other connecting factors between these cars is that although they are as you both rightly said about design on racing principles, minimal bodywork to yeah. cover the more important business of being super fast and well engineered. Both of them surprisingly have boot space. 
No. <laughs> well, no. no. I, I saw the, the Atom, I think, under its little nose cone, has a little luggage compartment thing that you, I think might be big enough to put a crash helmet in or something. I don't know. There's definitely somewhere you can put stuff on the Atom, and you wouldn't think that unless it was in your pocket. And the Caparo has, has um, luggage pods in the side. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, they are both slightly more practical than you would think. Slightly meaning, uh, yes, you can bring some chewing gum and a credit card, but nonetheless, <laughs> slightly more practical than you'd think. Are they both British as well? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. And both are yeah. made in sort of, you know, kind of small operations in industrial units. And I tell you what, the Aerial Atom is one of the preferred cars of Gareth Jones on speed because the Aerial Atom fan club listen to this show? No. Oh, How? Yes. They do. The how? Well, Not in their cars. Yeah, well, they have to in their cars because they've got no in-car entertainment system. They take their personal MP3 player with them, their iPod, for instance, and so they're listening to to podcasts while they're driving at them. So, with hello, the earbuds in their ears. And yeah, <laughs> how they can hear is above the, 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 the <laughs> no, buffeting. That's, that's I don't know. Extraordinary thing. But um, uh, hello, Aerial Atom. Hello. 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 Aerial Atom people. Think warm thoughts. <laughs> Hello. Excellent, that's good. Well, uh, if you're from the Ariel Atom Owners Club and you know about the boot space, um, email in because I might be talking rubbish there. Yeah, but when they form the Caparo T1 Owners Club, do you think they'll listen to this show as well? What, the insect people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be far too rich and also busy conquering other planets. All I was going to say was that the Caparo uh, T1 was uh, designed by two blokes who used to work at McLaren under Gordon Murray, and I think that Gordon Murray approves of the Ariel Atom because it's extremely minimalist and lightweight. So, so um, it's kind of a Gordon Murray sort of inspired Murray. connection. Yeah. Those two cars are connected in many ways, or at least they weren't until we talked about them. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Motoring, Motoring fact number five. five. Nigel Mansell is dull. <laughs> No, that really is just a fact. Yeah, it really is. Gareth Jones on Speed was a whiz-bang production. Fact.